Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right on Radio, our Tuesday edition, our 119th episode. And 119, we have Mr. Brad Stein, who I'm going to bring on in a minute. First, before I introduce him, let me bring on my most wonderful and beautiful co-host. She has recently divorced the devil. So... (laughs) You know what I mean, guys. <laughs> Jesse. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> well, you the divorce of the devil all is this true, time. but it does not mean I'm in the market. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if he's better than the devil, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably not a hard standard to come up with, Jesse. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who is better than the devil. It is Mr. Brad Stein, and I've been so excited to bring on Brad. It's been on my heart to bring him on. Listen, he's a very funny guy. He goes under the moniker of God's comic. He definitely has some issues, and he's a very serious guy. He loves Jesus Christ. He loves the Constitution. He is a patriot, and he's in the fight with us today and a very powerful voice, so I really encourage you after this interview to support him. Brad, welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you so much. You know, it's funny. I was in fasting and prayer for you guys for the last three months. And uh, (laughs) I was asking the Lord, when can I stop eating locusts and get back to real food? And he said, these guys are in such bad shape. Uh, I want you to continue eat the bugs for quite some time. And now I'm wearing camel's hair. So I really need you guys to get things squared away so I can get back to normal. That's all I'm getting at. I'm just saying I'm willing to sacrifice for you guys. I'm working on it. I got the divorce done with the devil. but I know. Well, and and the (laughs) Lord did tell me you're the problem. I don't know what that means. I'm just saying he said you're. So apparently you've got some skeletons that need to be removed. But don't we all? So anyway. That's right. But uh, (laughs) No, we're listen, in such I, bad shape. He obviously saw the full body poster of us. <laughs> oh, that could be. That could be. But uh, no, all, all joking aside, yeah, obviously, I always love being with uh, uh, fellow warriors, fellow believers. And uh, since you are uh, in Canada, uh, obviously, you have your own challenges, uh, at least with, when it comes to religious liberties and freedom uh, to, to worship uh, in. Uh, in the public square. I obviously am not an expert on your uh, constitution or your governmental uh, uh, rights that are given to you. Uh, I'm a, I'm a U.S., but uh, uh, I always felt that Canadians were very like-minded. I, I certainly have worked in Canada over the years, uh, worked in a lot of comedy clubs back in the day up there in uh, uh, Winnipeg and uh, Calgary up in uh, Ontario area uh, and always enjoyed it. I always thought the people were really smart and educated and seemed to be pretty sophisticated in in their perspective, but also good blue color down home people. Uh, So I felt a kinship. I felt very that I didn't feel like it was really that much different culturally but clearly it is especially now and so uh anyways i'm i'm certainly here to join with you in whatever your particular battle may be because that's kind of the purpose of the body is to to be one 
and to assist each other when and wherever we can, whenever we need to, as best as we can, even if it just means praying. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so yeah, glad to be here. I appreciate you uh, contacting me, and uh, I'm sure God will have something to say that will be of inspiration and help to somebody somewhere, because uh, his word never returns void. So let's see what he has in store for us. Well, you know, the one thing I'll, I'll say, you're, you're right about Canada, and, and for the record, I'm, I'm an American living in Canada uh, right mm -hmm. now. Uh, mostly here for my uh, my employment and things like that, but uh, we do have a bill of rights, and what has been happening is completely illegal uh, up here, and it's an infraction on the bill of rights. And the most disappointing part of it is the police are actually enforcing these tyrannical orders. Like literally, uh, people who were protesting. There was a the old lady, and she was from a former communist Poland, and she just had a sign up saying, you know, communism is bad. She was by herself. She's doing the social distancing. They arrested her. We've got it on camera. Wow. It's, it, it's bad. It is bad. But, you know, we, we focus on the United States here because the United States really is the light of the world. Uh, and if the U.S. is gone, everywhere else has fallen. Like, quite honestly, Canada has already fallen. Uh, can it be revived? Absolutely. God can do anything. Well, certainly. And, uh, you know, that's I, I agree with you, obviously. Uh, it's always an odd uh, tightrope to walk when you are uh, from the U.S. Uh, and when you in my particular perspective, I mean, I guess you said you're going to show a clip. Uh, I don't know if your program is mainly seen uh, in Canada. Maybe it's seen all around the world. I'm not sure. But um for those who are familiar with my work, uh, I've always, uh, when I really began to make waves, I guess, or get some status or uh, some leverage in the comedy world, what made me different, uh, certainly than virtually every other comic out there, was I was unapologetic about my faith as a Christ follower and about I'm a conservative. Uh, in that case, in this case, in the U.S., that also means that I'm a, an originalist, meaning I believe in the Constitution uh, uh, as the founding fathers originally intended, uh, not as it uh, has been manipulated through uh, activist courts. Uh, I'm a, certainly a defender of liberty and uh, freedom. I believe that is very much a Christian uh, a construct uh, that all, I mean, it, it is, it created the West. Uh, the idea that we are intrinsically valuable because we're made in God's image is where all uh, human rights, uh, justice, uh, uh, freedom, uh, defense of the innocent, all of those ideas that the left has hijacked to try to find virtue somewhere, because they have none intrinsically, uh, was taken from Christianity. Uh, the difference is they get the virtues, they grab the virtues, but they have no way to implement them. And the reason they don't is because they don't understand that these virtues are not uh, part of the human uh, uh, milieu. Uh, they are spiritually uh, created and given by uh, natural rights that God has given to us, which means if you don't have a spiritual dimension and a connection to the creator of these rights, you're not going to be able to implement these because your pride, your human uh, a character will rebel or at least utilize these freedoms for your own power and gain to lord over others. So uh, because 
leftism always is coercive because it always can only accomplish anything, not through votes. Nobody in their right mind would vote for this nonsense unless you were one of the elite that got to gain from it. Yes. Would never vote for, for communism, Marxism. No one would vote for such lunacy as the state controlling your every move, stealing your autonomy, your free agency, all given to us by God. Well, nobody does vote for it. It's, it's, it's dictators who take over by the gun, uh, which is the other reason why the founding fathers and their brilliance created the Second Amendment. So there would be a way to defend yourself if, this, if the First Amendment was breached. It's why it's such a huge uh, issue uh, for the left in America to remove the guns from the citizenry. Uh, because every totalitarian government that's ever existed started by disarming their citizens. So that's what the founders knew. So, of course, every time some lunatic uh, with a mental disorder takes a gun and shoots innocent people, that's an excuse for removing guns. Anything, any strategy that can be uh, uh, leveraged uh, to steal freedom from citizens is going to be utilized by leftism. So this is very uh, important to me because it's very serious. Uh, it is what it looks like before uh, communism uh, takes over. It's what it looks like before Nazism takes over. It's what it looks like uh, before the state becomes God. Uh, and so you're right. If America goes, because it's the only nation that was built on a creed, uh, then uh, there, you guys have no, no, no options left. Uh, unfortunately, in Canada, the, the, your prime minister and those who are in uh, power and authority are as fully left as you can get. So you guys are either going to have to do some kind of civil disobedience or you're dead. You don't have a shot because the people in control don't care if you live or die as long as they control you. And that's what's coming to the U.S. So, you know, that was a long drawn out answer to your uh, initial inquiry but that's what's at stake and it's not funny and there's no humor in it it's truth uh hurts yeah. uh it's supposed to you brought out both the spiritual and the physical aspects of that that you know we're not just in a physical war with these individuals or a mental war they're really at the core they're not only stealing or physical you know um rights here on earth but they're stealing and keeping us from our spiritual rights as well yeah absolutely well you know it's funny uh people that have ever had um people churches if there's ever been a church that had concern with me performing in their church and i've done thousands uh it was they said well we don't want to be political. That's the term they'd always use. We don't want to be political. And one of the things that I've always tried to teach people on my podcast or, or in my comedy show or to my children was, you know, one of the first things you need to do whenever you're in a discussion, if you want an actual discussion with somebody, uh, because I don't think a lot of people want discussion. Certainly the left doesn't want a discussion. They want obedience. Uh, but if you want an actual discussion where both parties are listened to, dignified, and you can evaluate the information to try to find immutable truth in the midst of it, you have to define your terms. And so uh, one of the things that uh, I always uh, try to, to discover is if somebody's using a term, whatever that might be, you know, hey, Jesus is love or whatever, let's say that's like, yeah, he is. 
but that's not where the conversation gets anywhere. Uh, now I have to ask you, what is love? Because until you understand what that means, we can be talking around each other, don't understand why we can't communicate. It's because I define love differently than you. So we literally are using the same word with a different definition. We're speaking another language to each other and we don't understand. So when you talk about the spiritual dimension uh, being um, also being uh, stolen, that is our battle. Uh, one of the things that I've told uh, uh, people uh, for a long time is Christians is your your fight isn't the left and the right it's not democrat and republican right. if we're using uh, uh the vernacular in the u.s it's not atheist and theist your battle is simple god laid it out a long time ago it's truth and lies that's all the father of lies is satan jesus said i am the truth so why would we be told the only religion in history to say love your enemy Pray for those that despitefully use you. What a ridiculous, absurd commandment. No, no, no. I'm going to kill people that try to despitefully use you. No, I'm going to destroy people that hate me so I can defend myself. Why would God say that? And the answer is simple. You said, because they believed a lie. You see, if these guys were just evil and malicious, and by the way, those people do exist. There are evil humans who are unrepentant, whose hearts are hardened, and they have no way back. They are doomed and they're evil. We have to be aware of them. But for the most part, many people mean well. I mean, a lot of your uh, uh, leftist uh, um, Canadian uh, friends up there, they mean well. They think, well, I, I want to help the marginalized. I want to help the, 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 the poor to have more money. I want to help those who have are different in their behavior and the way they see the world to be given uh, freedom to do so and not be marginalized or insulted or whatever. It sounds like altruistic aims. And it is. Uh, but the problem is uh, um, you, in the midst of trying to bring freedom or dignity to somebody, steal my liberties, my freedom, and my dignity. So if you're not able to be aware that this is either a balance of both equal and then we make a choice, then you become the very thing you despise. You become the despot. You become the totalitarian. You become the dictator. You become the bigot. You become the closed-minded. And they don't see it because they've been taught in college whatever leftists believes is virtuous by, by the fact that it simply exists. That's why they can go to your uh, to this woman with her sign and arrest her or punch her or spit on her. They've been told to think like that is evil. So you are in your rights to beat up. And I mean, if somebody's marching down the street saying we need to lynch, you know, black people, then you should be able to punch them, right? Because what could be more hideous than that? Well, the problem is my belief system isn't evil it's a caricature you've created to justify your evil behavior against me and stealing my freedom so i would like to get back to where reality is being discussed and then we can make a choice 
So when I talk about politics, and forgive me for going off on my soapbox, but you guys... No, no, no. This is all good. In fact, okay. you've said a couple really key things already. Okay. Well, I'm just letting you know that uh, God has called me to be a missionary to America and a prophet to the church. And my prayer is always, uh, I receive your prophet's anointing before I speak. I am not an evangelist. I am not called to the unsaved, even though they might get saved. My call is to the church who thinks they're saved and aren't to the church that thinks they're doing damage and they're not to the to the church who goes to church accepted jesus once somewhere down the road and thinks that's enough and god says no that has nothing to do with my salvation it has to do with fruit have you been redeemed and are, are you a different human if you're not be a beware you could be the one standing up saying look at all the great things i did in your name he said nope you're out yeah, that is not you. a place you want to be. So, you know, but just to sort of wrap up this particular uh, rant uh, is would be to say this. Uh, political correctness is one of the things I have fought against for 20 years because I did the research. It, it comes from the Frankfurt School in Germany. It's cultural Marxism. It's designed specifically under the name of friendliness, kindness, to the marginalized. Its design is to destroy the West to, and to inculcate Marxism into the milieu. Uh, it, it found a new bourgeois, which is white male straight uh, Christians. It found a new proletariat, uh, anyone who is minority, so to speak. Then they created intersectionality to give all of the minorities uh, a, a deeper voice. Supposedly- To divide, to divide yeah. and conquer. To divide and conquer, but they feel like they're one because they've given themselves more power by saying the blacks with the feminists, with the gay, with the transgender, with the Hispanic, whatever. Now you become this giant monolith. But guess what? They speak egalitarianism, but that's not what they want. They want power because they don't give us the freedom to be part of the experience. So I go to people and I say, you cannot, you cannot be an actual Christ follower inhabited by the Holy Spirit of the living God and be politically correct. You can't do it. They're antithetical. Okay. If you hear the political, if somebody says you're not politically incorrect, your response should be, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that I'm an actual free thinker. I'm glad that I'm not driven by Marxist atheistic ideology and the cancer of the greatest human rights destruction in human history was in the 20th century based on atheistic uh, Marxism for the most part, Pol Pot, uh, uh, Stalin, uh, Mao, uh, uh, so forth, are uh, wiped out millions and millions of people, all in the name of Marxism, atheism. Okay. Well, I'm, so, I'm glad you brought this subject up, Brad, because there's a quote uh, that, that you've said often, and I absolutely love it, and I want you to expand on it. But you say, you want to see political correctness die in your lifetime, but you take it even further. You want it to suffer. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I'm a comedian, so I take liberties with the way that I uh, interact with people. And when God called me to this ministry, and it is, trust me, and, and the show doesn't have enough time for me to go on my backstory, what got me to this space. It's its own story, but I didn't want to be in ministry. Okay. That's not what I was interested in. I was, I'm a Christian, happy to be that. I'm a comedian, happy to be that, happy to go into uh, uh, 
pregnancy resource center fundraisers and raise money for them to pro to, as pro-life happy to go into christians private schools and raise money for them happy to go into a church and bring comedy to the believers happy to go into a church and bring comedy where you can bring a non-believer and laugh and see the christians are more sophisticated and intelligent than you ever realized happy to be that but do not force me to to claim ministry or have to really describe myself as that is who i am because i guess honestly i guess it it would it there was too much at stake because now i'm in I can't get out. This is a calling, you know, and I'm not allowed to to deviate from it. And honestly, guys, to be honest, I thought I saw it as a step down. If I can just be a comic and be edgy and use that vehicle to say things that nobody else can say, because comics traditionally have been yeah. given a pass to say and do things that nobody else could do. They were necessary for the culture. Because somebody had to be able to make fun of the king and, and not get their head cut off. Somebody had to be able to expose the hypocrisy of culture so that somewhere we could try to find the balance when it went one way or the other. And comedy traditionally was that. Well, that's even being taken away uh, because of political correctness. But what I have said to people from the get-go is this. I want you to understand and recall some of the terminology that political correctness or cultural Marxism, get used to it, don't call people liberals anymore, call them leftists, that's our problem. It's not liberals, they let me speak. Leftists are the cancer that has yeah. to be excised, okay? Uh, so here's, here's <coughs> the problem. Political correctness is a institutionalized narcissism that culturally demands obedience to a counterfeit virtue. It says you have to behave in a certain way, say certain things, and here's the crux. If something is said that causes someone discomfort, shame, um, a sense of less than, it must be eliminated. You've made somebody feel yeah, something feel. that they aren't comfortable with. Now, if you're a leftist, there is no God in your world. But because you're a human, you're designed to worship God. Once you remove him, which he lets you do, you will replace God with an idol or a counterfeit. There's no option. You're designed to worship and you're going to worship something. So you'll place that idol. Well, because the left doesn't have a moral compass, they don't have an immutable truth, they don't have a moral foundation, because they have nowhere to go to try to bring uh, a sense of commonality and morality to the culture. They don't have any intrinsic in their, in their belief system. They have to manufacture one. And so they create it through, you can't hurt people's feelings. Here's the interesting part. When they say things like you can't fat shame, you hear this all the time, or you can't slut shame. These are terms they use. You're not allowed to say anything that would allow somebody to feel shame for their behavioral choices. Guess what the Bible teaches me? I am forbidden to hate people in the Bible. I'm forbidden. I don't like that. I wish I could hate. Not allowed. 
but I am commanded to hate ideas that are not God's. That's the difference. I can't attack people. I am commanded to attack ideas that they are antithetical to God. So if I say to you, Jesus Christ is the ultimate sacrifice for your sin. He is the fulfillment of the temple sacrifice that the Israelites, the Jews had done for thousands of years. He fulfilled it all. He's the miracle worker. He's the God man. He did it so that you are free now forever if you accept that sacrifice on your behalf. But if you don't, you're going to hell. That's the truth. Right. Okay. That truth is offensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very offensive. Okay. So you don't have to be a jackass to offend people. Speak truth. That's offensive enough. So if you, and this is what the progressive church, which are heretics, if you're in a progressive church, just FYI, you're in heresy. And God doesn't takes it very serious. You are teaching under the auspices of biblical reality that is false. Okay? Under the desire to be kind, to be gentle. Okay? So here's the problem. Where they get us with the behavioral thing because it's kind of a double bind. They can behave and you know, act however they want, say whatever they want, and we're supposed to accept that. Yet they stick us in our own behavioral um, confines, you know, like they know that behaviorally, as a Christian, if we're really a Christian, we can't step outside of those bounds. We can't be unkind. We can't be unloving. We can't hate. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They use our virtue against us. Uh, yeah. And but but it's one of the things I said in Brad Stein has issues, which I think Jeff said he was going to maybe show a clip. I don't know if you are or not. But <laughs> one of one of the uh, one of the um, <clears throat> clips was about one of the things, you know, is a false uh, reality as far as fairness is do people uh, judge your behavior, but um, whatever that might be, but remove themselves from being judged by the same behavior. In other words, if they say you're a bigot, but they're being a bigot towards you, then we have to define is bigotry wrong? Or are you just saying my bigotry towards this is wrong? Because now it's a whole different construct. It's not about bigotry. It's about my opinion to you feels bigoted. So what I try to, uh, to say to people is everybody is the bigot. That's a phrase that can be used because bigotry simply means a lack of tolerance or, or acceptance of an idea that you disagree with. That's a bigotry, right? Well, guess what? I'm a bigot towards Nazis. Bigot. Yeah. Have nothing to do with them. Don't want to, don't give them any, you know, I'm a bigot towards racists. I'm a bigot towards them. I'm going to give them no, I don't give them an inch. So in that regard, I'm a bigot towards them. And yet it's got virtue. It is a, it's just a, it's a word that normally is used in a, in a negative sense, but in, in theory, you could use it towards bigoted, towards evil things. Here's, the, I didn't want to forget this point though. I need, just let me say that yep. and then you all can go on. 
The church's purpose is to redeem the culture. We found the truth. Culture is askew. We need to fix it. Here's how we do it. Here's the answers. Okay. Instead, progressive Christianity and cultural Marxism has created the new cultural norm and the church, some of the church has conformed to that. They've allowed an atheistic lie to give them their foundation instead of going back to the truth. If I refuse or choose not to confront you with a behavioral choice that could be your doom. I have literally, uh, for the sake of not hurting your feelings, right? That's the new gauge. Will it hurt their feelings? Will it make them uncomfortable? If I choose to do that, I am literally stealing your soul's access to redemption. You're supposed to feel shame. Shame tells you you're not in truth. You need to repent so you can be restored. So the very nomenclature that they use in political correctness, no shaming, can't feel guilt, can't hold people accountable. All they're doing is removing the access to spiritual enlightenment. So you are loving people to hell. And that's how dangerous this is. And Jesse and I have been very critical on the church in particular and what they don't say and what they don't teach. And by the way, Brad, just a a little bit of background. The tagline of this show is live right in the real world. So we focus on exposing the real world and then you can decide how to live right. Uh, nice. But that's yeah. a, but Jesse, I wanted to bring you in on one of the things that Brad said that I thought was really critical. We are made to worship God. And yeah. if you're not worshiping God, you're going to worship something. I really want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's just, you know, that's absolutely right, is that, you know, as humans, our natural tendency is to fill that void with something. Of course. And if it's not God you know, it's only going to be one of two things. Either you're following the devil, um, whether you believe he exists or not, um, or you're in your pride, you know, raising yourself up as God. And And that's a mammon thing, usually. Yeah. And it goes straight to, you know, that that scripture in, um, in Thessalonians, where it says, you know, the lawless nature of men that they are lovers of self pleasure and money and that's what we see at the the crux of you know these individuals what they're really promoting as the base and the core of their values you know they because they don't have that godly background they don't have that relationship with god where those values stem out of um everything comes out of that love of self pleasure and money and it's rooted in that and, you know, literally the, the enemy strips us of our armor. Like he starts when we're young, you know, there is no, he'll say there is no truth. There, there is no righteousness. Everybody makes up their own. Like you decide if you're good or bad. And right there, he's changed the words. It's no, no longer about if you, you know, righteousness is based off of if you're walking in God's ways or if you're not. And he's changed it to 
Well, there's a good and there's a bad, but each person defines that for themselves. You know, it's just kind of left open in the air and everything is okay. Like it doesn't matter how you define it. You decide if it's right or if it's wrong. Um, you know, so all these things are, are so subtle and we buy into it. We buy into the lie and and even Christians buy into that lie. Yeah, into the deception. And, you know, I love the part um, where, you know, you were talking about the ideals and, you know, they want us to accept those ideals. And, and that isn't, you know, God does not call us to come directly against the individuals per se, you know, behaviorally. But the Lord does command that we tear down the strongholds. Yeah. So what are the strongholds that those people are promoting or building? You know, those things the Lord wants us to go against. And, you know, we've got, we've been talking about anointing the land, anointing our homes, anointing ourselves. And that's one of the powerful things as Christians that we can do in our communities. You know, we don't have to sit by knowing that we've got a drug house next to us. You know, we can go we can anoint around that property we can start praying and proclaiming that property belongs to god that we're taking it back because it's in our community you know we don't want we can rebuke those evil spirits that are connected to that cast those principalities out of there um you know and, and we're not helpless we we have armor but people are afraid to put it on you know the majority of christians you know, if you asked them what the spiritual armor that we have is, you know, I would say maybe 50% could name all the armor pieces. If you ask them how to use that on a daily basis, they're going to feel more challenged. If you go much deeper and say, you know, our armor is not just for our protection, you know, really we are made to be um, warriors on the offense. So what are your other spiritual weapons of warfare that are of divine power to tear down strongholds? I think it would be hard pressed to find individuals who could name more than two. And, and so that, that's where the church has failed us. It's, the church is supposed to be discipling us. The church is supposed to be equipping the saints. And we, listen, Brad, we've said this so often on this show, it's a broken record now. But we as Christians, and because of the, the, the lackadaisical nature of the church, we have let the enemy run this world, and it's time to take it back. We're building an army on this show, and we are actually taking back land. Like physically, we're going to take back land, and I don't mean in a violent way, but we're anointing it. We're putting it aside for God again. We're claiming land. We're coming against the evilness. We will not bow down to political correctness although we have to watch what we say on this particular platform because of the big tech censorship but, but you know we'll play by the rules we're on their platform we'll play by their rules but we're not going to hold back on what we mean right yeah well uh you know one of the things that i uh, talk about uh you talk about uh, the the uh armor uh, is that, I, and I do this a lot at, at men's uh, conferences where I talk about the armor. And I said, you know, here's the, here's the reality of it. The, the Bible tells us that the enemy, which is Satan, comes to steal, 
kill and destroy. In other words, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing positive. There's no relaxing within. There's no like he comes to kind of annoy you or he comes to kind of get you in a bad mood or it's steal from you, your freedom, your peace, your love, your hope, your joy, your whatever kill you if he can so you're not doing damage or destroy whatever you're trying to accomplish or or whatever god is trying to do he has nothing but uh evil intent especially because you're a believer so he lost your soul so all he has left is to try to make your life miserable and make you ineffective while you're still around on this three-dimensional plane and so one of the things i tell men because men are more aggressive by nature normally and men are more warrior like in just our intrinsic character as god made us not that women can't be warriors certainly but in a different way usually than than physically uh i say to them look here's the deal guys the bible tells you to put the armor on doesn't never tells you to take it off never says okay go take a break because the moment you accept Christ, your battle will, will go on forever until you're dead. There's not a second you will not be attacked by the enemy. Uh, you've been given all the tools. But like you said, if you don't know how to utilize them, you know, one of the reasons that my comedy became Christian worldview as social commentary was I was so frustrated that there's such a lack of intellectualism in the Christian uh, community and the evangelicalism why aren't they why aren't pastors teaching logic and reason why aren't pastors teaching philosophy why aren't pastors teaching theology i mean deeper uh christian worldview so that christians can answer questions we don't believe in abortion how come well it's killing a baby what's wrong with that i'm just as simple as that is you'll get christians go well i guess because because killing's wrong. How come? Well, because God says it. Why would he say that? Uh, it's not complicated. But if you just don't do the basic uh, uh, research and educate yourself, the Bible even talks about, I mean, every piece of information you need to know about the reality you inhabit in this earth, God gives you the answers. He says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In other words, if you don't have answers to your faith, if you don't have a deep undergirding of what it means to be a Christ follower and how to answer the questions, God said you should be ashamed. Once here is that word again, you should be ashamed of yourself. This should cause you to get your butt off the, you know, internet, go get a book, go read Nancy Piercy's books on, on how the, you know, uh, the, the culture uh, in uh, infiltrates us if secular culture and uh you know the secular sacred divide understand that go get william lane craig's books and learn about the depth of christian philosophy throughout history go get uh, greg kokel's book uh, called tactics about how to learn how to engage people and use logic and reason go get these books from john lennox go get these books but stephen meyer about creation and, and uh, intelligent design so you understand but no that means you got to do something. You got to work. You got to read. You got to study. You got to do something that is a, a, a grander expectation than Jesus, please come into my heart, accept you as a savior. I'm good. Yeah. And it's far more fulfilling, and you're not. by the way. <laughs> well, it is because you suddenly go, wait a minute. This isn't just some faith in some abstract 
philosophy I've decided to jump into, there is reason and grounding for this as being actual reality that I can hang on to and know this is real. God's really there. He really hears me. There's a real battle. It sucks. It's hard, but at least I know the truth of it and, and how it how it's supposed to uh, uh, work and how I can have access to those truths. So I tell these men, I say, guys, look, here's the thing. You're being attacked with spears and arrows and fiery darts every second of your life if you're a Christ follower. So you got two choices. You can go into a corner, hold your shield up, got a helmet on, got a breastplate, right? You got some shoes. You can do that. And you can spend your Christian existence on earth because it's just a small segment of your eternities on earth. You can spend that time enduring your faith. Or you can man up and say, you know what? This guy is relentless. He's fighting me, shooting me, stabbing me. He's not stopping. Whether I fight back or not is irrelevant. He's coming to destroy me. I might as well grab my sword, pull it out, and get my licks in. I might as well fight back. I might as well stab back. Because this is what we know. Resist Satan, he'll flee from you. He's used to people not resisting him. So why should he change his tactics? You know, I have a, a saying that I've been using for years, and it's simply this. The value of something free is nothing. Now, I want to qualify that because we get the free gift of salvation. We don't work our way into heaven. We get a free gift. I'm not saying it's not valuable because there is a cost. And if there isn't a cost for that gift, it really is it really hasn't taken effect because I know in my life Brad and, and Jesse will say the same things, every one of us who's effective in the ministry, there's a cost to it. We get the arrows coming at us and if, if there is no cost, if you just go to church and you say, okay, Holy Spirit, come into me, and then you go back and you live your life the exact same way, uh, you might want to go back and say that prayer again. Well, the problem is that, you know, and, and Bonhoeffer spoke of it years ago, cheap, cheap grace. Uh, the problem in the United States, and I guess in some ways I could include Canada, you know, North America in general, but the United States is different than Canada. It's just different. It's a unique country in the way it was formed. And, you know, pilgrims from, from England coming in here in 1600s with the Mayflower Compact saying, we're going to dedicate this land that we don't even know what it's going to look like to Christ. We're going to say, this is yours. Is, what are you going to do with it? So it's unique. And then, the, then to set a creedal uh, 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 construct as to the undergirding of what we are going to be founded on, we find these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, amongst which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. By the way, a lot of people don't know that the idea of pursuit of happiness was originally going to be own, uh, private property owning private property uh and they changed it that now why is that important because if you can't own property you're you're controlled by somebody else well what does marxism do what does socialism do state owns everything you have no freedoms you have no autonomy you're in your own home and they can walk in anytime they want because it ain't yours so these rights that have been around for uh you know from a millennial from god's uh, 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 beginning of the human 
uh, race uh, are sacrosanct and they have reasons why they are what they are. So, you know, if we're going to fight, um, then why not uh, observe what fighting has looked like in the past when David came uh, to give his brothers some bread and food and whatnot, and there was Goliath uh, taunting, he was pissed. Who's this guy? He, he felt, I need to honor my God. You don't get to say those things and think there's not a cost to that. What's wrong with you? Why is anybody standing up to it? You know, and so in the West, in, in it's, well, certainly because Europe's gone, uh, Canada is on the precipice and the United States is the final it's the coup d'etat because if we go the end is here at least for freedom who knows if it's the end of the world but uh that's up to god but um if we don't tell god we're willing to fight for you and die for you then we really haven't sacrificed our life there really is no crucifixion that's taken place uh i see i see still uh going to a conference or something uh and here and 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 they talk about the gospel and then at the end here's what it looks like so if you would bow your head close your eyes uh nobody's looking around please don't look nobody's here nobody's here to embarrass you we don't want to embarrass you but if you would, if you feel like you'd like to accept Christ as your Savior, could you just, just quietly, gently hold your hand up. Just keep it, keep it. I don't want anybody to see. But secretly raise your hand up. Okay. Oh, nobody. Okay. Well, listen, if you'd like to rededicate your life, just had to, let's find something to psychologically get people to raise their hands in private and secret. So they're not embarrassed. Did you do that? Okay. If you would privately, matter of fact, let's all say this prayer together. So you don't stand out as the guy that for the first time has given your life over to Jesus. Okay. Did everybody get it? Okay. Well, listen, there's four guys that are new Christians. Now they didn't have the courage to publicly stand up and say, I believe in front of Christians. They didn't have the sense of if I'm the only guy that stands alone and says, I I accept this, I need this, and I'm doing it in front of people that have already done this a long time ago. If I don't have the courage to do it in front of my own family, you don't have a shot of going out into the world and thinking you're going to be of any significance or maintaining this when it gets hard. So what's the problem with Western Christianity? It came without a cost. How dare you sit in a free society founded on Christian values and say, keep your eyes shut and closed. I don't want to embarrass you while people are in prison in China because they had a page of the Bible hidden. 
while genocide occurs in Nigeria, while Buddhists dis- uh, attack and kill Christians in Myanmar, while Hindus attack and kill Christians in India, while Muslims attack and kill Christians in Egypt and uh, Syria and Libya and Morocco and Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan, and while communists kill and, and torture and enslave Christians in uh, uh, China or North Korea, while uh, Indonesia and its Islamic infiltration, Gold Coast, where Christians everywhere, we're the number one persecuted religious group on earth now, yeah, are being literally costs them everything and yet there's a hundred million christians in china why because when you go all in in china you know what's at stake and you still said yes that's right and that is legit i love that you know about that passage with david too and goliath um a lot of you know churches they just kind of skim over the whole part where he literally took his armor off he only faced goliath with one thing and you know they'll focus on that little stone but really what he was you know he says it he says what he's coming against goliath with you know he says you come at me with sword spear and javelin but i come against you in the name of the lord god of the heavenly hosts Mm. and that's what we need you know where you know, that power, nothing else matters in this world. You know, we have the power of the most high God. He's going before us in that battle. And what does his word say? You know, he came to destroy the works of the devil. You know, Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy us. But Jesus came to destroy his works. Right. Would he do that without equipping us or empowering us or giving us the ability to fulfill all his word? You know, as you said, his word will not return to him void. You know, it will accomplish exactly what he set it out to do. Yeah. Well, and, you know, listen, I don't want to come across like, oh, I'm some, you know, courageous guy. I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to be martyred for my faith. I want to grow old and see my kids and grandkids. Of course. We're designed to live and to to enjoy peace and prosperity and and joy that God gave us. I want that, but I may not get that. And maybe it's my turn. Well, there is no maybe. It's my turn to sacrifice a little bit. You know, another thing that people forget philosophically is if you, the moment you're conceived, Two things are true. One, you're terminally ill. Everybody's dying on this earth. Number two, you're going to live forever. Those two things are the reality. Once you are conceived, you become a new human soul that God has a a connection to, you know, and so forth. So, we are alive for eternity. Now, we can't grasp that. We, our minds cannot understand what, what uh, real uh, eternal means. Uh, it's just too yeah, it's difficult. Too yeah. Uh, but in theory, uh, we never die. We live forever. There is no 
far end of our existence that will terminate. It's, it's, it's forever. And yet in that forever, there is this super minuscule, virtually incalculable mathematical speck of, of existence that we're three-dimensional that we have five senses to interpret the three-dimensional world okay it's it's in the scope of eternity it's literally there's not even a mathematical (laughs) number that is so small compared to how much we'll live forever compared to what we get on this earth okay but this little minuscule moment is the only time in my eternal existence that i can give something to god he doesn't have that i actually control something he can't take or won't my will my faith my obedience god can ask me to come to know him i can say no that's right god God can uh, can say will you follow uh, where i send you i can say no god can say will you sacrifice for my son since i can't i can say no this is my only shot at saying god you've given me everything i'm going to be with you forever in the moment i'm in heaven i know as i am known i'm complete there's no more faith necessary there's no more works necessary there's no more tears to endure there's no more pain to overcome There's no more grief that I have to experience. I'm good. This is my only shot to say, God, this is all I got. But here's what I can give you. Mm -hmm. This is all I got. It's not enough. Doesn't make up for what you've given to me. But here's a little thing I did while I was there. And we're not doing it. And most, many churches... would be happy to have me come to, and this isn't a commercial for myself, but it's just reality. They'd be happy to have me come and perform for them because it's funny and it's poignant and it's culturally relevant and it shows Christians as smart and sophisticated and interesting perhaps. But the rest of the stuff I'm saying, the stuff that actually matters, the reason God gave, my comedy isn't my gift. My gift is communication. He, God taught me how to, it gives me the ability to take hard ideas and laymanize them, make them available to everybody so they can think of them and hopefully move forward into a deeper place. Uh, and I'm still on that journey too. I'm not, not, not there. The flavor it comes in is funny. That's the why he made me this way, because that's the way I'm going to have you distribute this information. Uh, because in the future, God told me, uh, the world's going to change. And I need you to renew the minds of my people as to what uh, package I come in. Because I'm going to have to do it differently in the future because things are going to change. Well, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know that meant that I was going to literally be uh, ostracized from the own, my own country that my people created. I didn't know that it was going to be okay for certain people to be slanderous, hateful, malicious, and try to entrap, imprison, and destroy me and my people under the name of 
of fairness and tolerance. I didn't know that my uh, faith was going to be uh, so uh, uh, dangerous and hated and become a, a buzzword for uh, the equivalent of a Nazi white nationalism if i care about my nation something's wrong with me if i care i don't worship the united states but i'm grateful for it i'm grateful for it uh that my uh, faith in behavioral expectations that god gives to us i didn't write the book i didn't write the bible i'm just saying i believe it i'm just telling you what it says you go take it up with the guy that came up with rules i didn't but i'm the easy go-to uh scapegoat right? Because I'm a follower and I was willing to submit myself to something greater than the state, more important than Marx, and actually distributes and stands on and delivers the single most frightening, powerful, dangerous concept that has ever existed on earth. Truth. Nothing is more fearful to the left than truth because it undermines every lie and counterfeit idol they have created and exposes them for what they are parasites who simply attach to a healthy host suck everything of value that was created from it leave this dead shell and think they've accomplished something and can simply distribute their cancerous nonsense materialistic hedonistic nihilistic Marxist atheistic nonsense, and somehow it's going to work. And Satan just rubs his hands in glee and says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Let's teach them that if they don't worship the state and themselves, they will be ostracized. That is where we are in America. But until I'm dead or imprisoned and silenced, I'm going to pray for and believe and fight for a third great awakening i'm going to pray for a fight for and believe in a miraculous intervention of god throughout this earth that i pray for the leader of north korea that he becomes a christian and becomes a christian i pray for the leaders of china to become believe we keep thinking oh well what do we should do pray for those how about having those believers change i pray for ricky gervais and penn and teller all these atheists that they get saved i pray that the miraculous happens that turns the satan on his head and 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 has the entire new world order and this new one world government that has proven it's possible for the first time in human history, we have seen what it can look like for every single belief system, from a theocracy to the Islamic countries, to a communism, which is the state run, to, um, to free market societies, and in our case, constitutional republic or democratic, society. all different ideologies and worldviews, all succumbed and bowed the knee to this COVID concept as the one government ruled us all. It's possible now. I see how it can work now. Well, they're, they're right on schedule, Brad. You know, if you if you look at uh, Agenda 21 and then they got Agenda 30 coming up, you know, they, yeah. they're pretty much fulfilling their mandate. But listen, Brad, you've said so much. And the one thing I'm really going to take out of this, and then I'm going to play a clip and I want to talk to you about something else. But um, I, I really simplify things for myself because if I can live in simple truth, 
I'm able to function a lot better. You know, rather than having a thousand windows open on my computer, if I only have one or two, it's going to function a lot better. And when you just said it comes down to two things, truth and lies, that just, it, that is a, a game changer for me. And, you know, I guess I've always known it, but I'm going to actually really imply, apply that in my life. So I want to get- well. It also, though, helps us to have a little empathy for uh, the leftists because they honestly they, they, they think they're doing good and, and they just believe the lies. So they think, well, I'm just trying to help people. So I'm just saying it's it, it gives us some sense of why God would say, you know, care about my kids because they believe the lie and they're off on their own and I want them to come home. So can you do me a favor since you're, since you found the truth, can you do me a favor and go talk to my kids and try to bring them home? So in the midst of the evil, it helps us see a humanity in these folks. And, and, and we do, Jesse and I, listen, we, we've prayed more than once on this program for Hillary, even who we think is the axis of evil. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, her time's coming and it will be beyond anything she can madam. So shouldn't we care about her soul? Eternity is a long time. Yeah. So, you know, it's not easy, guys. That's the problem. Uh, Christianity has become too easy uh, and it's become safe. And if, if it's safe, it ain't Christian. If it's dangerous, then, you know, it's true Christianity. That's right. So as you can see to the audience, uh, you know, Brad is a very serious guy, uh, but he also has a very serious program where he discusses things on his podcast. He has a YouTube channel. I want to literally, literally, I want him to get a big right on radio bump after this. Look, he's a guy I follow. He's someone I've really looked forward to having on the show for a long time, but he's also funny and it's edgy. And you know what? In these times, particularly with the, leftists and these Marxists coming at us, you know what, you can go to his site and you can have a couple laughs. So I want to play uh, one of these clips and this one just came up yesterday. I was looking at it and I thought, it's a good one. It's short. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time, especially with the uh, with the artist on here. You know, it's like, yeah, you have to hear your greatest hits of your <laughs> of a musician on every radio station you go on to. So I don't want to make it too painful for you. But I, I thought this was actually really funny. And then when we come back, Brad, I want to talk about your book briefly, okay. being a Christian without being an idiot. So okay. let me uh, let me play this clip first, and then we'll come back. Okay. Yeah, you're married, so you know what I'm talking about. Is this your lady next to you? God bless you. She has a tattoo, if you're not aware of that. I don't know. If yeah, you all married too? Yeah, you are good. You got one right there? How about you? You got one? What? How old are you? 23? Not married. But you want to do one day, right? Yes! Of course you do. You're a man! You're going to want to get married, and you need to get married, my friend. Because only then can you ever discover how stupid you've been all these years. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my goodness. And if you don't figure it out, she'll let you in on it, I promise you right now. 
Oh my gosh, because that's what happens. That's what they're there for, to teach you things you couldn't possibly understand. Everything you thought you understood, you're gonna realize was ridiculous. For example, you might have an opinion. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, she might give you one. I do. That's it. That's all you get. Because they're there to teach you and make you grow up and be the kind of man you're supposed to be. Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe how you were survived all these years. Doing foolish and idiotic things like going outside wearing that. <laughs> That's literally what they would say. You're not wearing that. All right, what may I wear? Then she'll throw you a curveball. Well, it doesn't go. Well, it used to. Yeah, every time I put it on, it'd go everywhere I did. Honey, it's working. They don't have the same language as you, son, and you're gonna have to figure that out. You're gonna have to figure that out. Forget your English language, that goes out the window. It does not matter what she says, that matters what she meant. <laughs> but she didn't say anything. It's your fault you should have read her mind. But she said she was fine, which always means she's not fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and here's what's gonna happen, buddy. You're gonna get a little fed up with that. <laughs> You're all those men laughing, they've been married 25 years. Essentially, letting you know what you're in for here shortly. <laughs> Brad, I think I just had a revelation while listening to that. Okay, what is it? <laughs> we are possibly married to the same woman. Maybe that's why I needed to get you on here. You yes. don't know how many times I've been told you're not wearing that. Right. Well, they don't. They don't appreciate uh, our. Uh, rough and tumble it's really a better clothes when it's got holes in it you know i've uh, been wearing it for 20 years you know my favorite you know that's not really women think but uh, you know listen as i said the, the interesting thing about uh, uh my life and career was what i thought was simply my uh livelihood uh, was instead uh, simply uh, my means of distributing uh, God's story. And really, as a Christ follower, we're all in the same boat. Uh, we always are like, well, what's my ministry? What's my purpose? Well, that's not complicated. It's the same, to know God and to share him. That's the only reason we exist. But how you do that is your skill set, is your career, is your uh, unique DNA that only you have it, that's responsible for the territory you've been given and the influence you have, which might be small or big, it's irrelevant. Yeah, uh, so, you know, like I said, I, I didn't want to get into ministry. I wanted to be comic, but God called me to ministry. I ran and I ran and I ran. And I tell people when you wake up, 
uh, on the beach in whale vomit enough times, you start thinking, perhaps I should head to Nineveh uh, because there is no forsaking your calling. You can do it, but you'll be miserable because you're not in balance. You're not where you belong. So that's kind of where I ended up. It's why I started God's Comic Ministries. Uh, I want to talk about God's story through the performance arts and through social media and just through media in general. So whether that means a film, whether that means a documentary, whether that means the book, like you mentioned, whether that means a, a podcast where it's just extemporaneous, whether that means Brad Stein has issues, my YouTube channel, which is really expounding on a particular concept for seven to 10 minutes, whether it means, uh, you know, coming on shows like this, whatever it is, this is my way of communicating and it's a ministry. And, uh, I do a podcast. I Brad Stein has issues. I don't get paid for it. It's stuff I'm putting out there. I write it. I, I do it. I have a guy that produces it and pays for the uh, production of it. And he's hoping maybe it'll generate some uh, monetize someday. Uh, but he's an ideological Christian guy that's trying to put it out there. So this isn't about begging for anything or that I'm uh, going without uh, food. It's about saying, you know, this is what ministry is. Uh, if you believe what I do matters. Uh, if you believe what I say and how I say it and where I end up and the places I'm able to uh, infiltrate just because of my unique um, way of communicating, if you think it matters and you ask God, then you can support it either through Patreon, which allows me to try to grow the, the, uh, po uh, the uh, podcast and the uh, issues. Or just through my ministry, I have my own link to a ministry I sent you uh, that allows me to be able to, uh, you know, help pay my expenses as a as a person, so I can keep doing stuff for free until if and when God, you well, know, brings let, the ministry. Me, so that's let me how comment works. on on that, Brad, because one of the things that I, you know, I say that for myself, I run a business, but you know, Jesse has been in this fight for a long, you know, for a couple of years now, and. And often I implore people to support Jesse because we need Jesse in this full time. And, mm -hmm. and the same thing goes for Brad. And listen, if there's a thousand of you and you can give five bucks each a month, like You're which good. isn't a lot in the grand scope of thing, Brad has a very important voice as well. He really does. Listen, he's someone I followed for a couple of years. I can vouch for his character. I've watched enough stuff. And one of the things, you know, we, Brad Stein has issues. I realize that's one of your kind of your short clips where you take on an individual subject. But uh, Brad, I'm going to give you one today because it's it's kind of the one I have for you. Brad Stein makes me think. And well, I, th I think Brad Stein, I think you could make a lot of money just starting a support group for Satan and other men who have, you know, had marriage issues, you know, and might might work you know satan's corner and <laughs> well i mean i i i'm open to whatever you know god has for me i mean i gave up you know here's the problem is when you're in ministry is it's different than business or an entrepreneurship i'm used to taking my skill somebody brings me in i do my thing everybody laughs they give me money and i go home that's all i knew and now it's suddenly it's like well what if they don't have any money but they really want you and i feel like well if they need me and god wants to use me i need to go and god will figure it out uh and it's why i detours i actually created a show called no church too small 
tour because I was tired of these little guys that never can afford anything, not having somebody come in and support them. And yet these gigantic churches that could bring me in every night of the week for the rest of their life and never miss it. They don't need me. But the little guy in, uh, you know, uh, in, in some little guy up in, you know, uh, whatever uh, upper uh, northern part of Ontario, he needs me. He's got 95 people in his church and he's helping the community, but he don't got no help. He doesn't have any discretionary funds. So what I realized was I could go to these smaller churches who know each other and do a little tour, say, I'll come to you on Wednesday night and then I'll come to this guy on Thursday and I'll come to you. And because everybody joins, I can keep the, the honorarium small this is for 200 and less churches if you're a big church you're going to pay me my full price because you got the dough but for the rest of you guys i'll sliding scale it and suddenly i'm doing four or five churches in a row everybody gets a chance to have something special but it's affordable for them and then uh, but it gives me a week's worth of you know uh income uh, uh or a month's worth or whatever so i can take care of my family so it's just the body working uh, together, but that's kind of probably what you and I were discussing, Jeff, a long time ago. Hey, come on up in Canada. Hey, while you're up here, perhaps. And you know what? I've never done a church in Canada ever in my life. I, I, I even looking into it, I didn't at, at the time see that churches were like the U.S. churches, where they would bring in something unique. Now, I'm not saying they don't. I just never found that that was part of the fabric of the church culture up there. Maybe it is now. I know that Leland Clausen, who's a, a Canadian Christian comedian, I, I know he does churches up there. So perhaps it's available. No, it, it's, it's not part of the culture, um, yeah. but I, but I'm not part of the culture yeah. either. And, you know, I, I'm, listen, Brad, I, you know, one of the things I don't like talking about myself too much on this program, but uh, if you say it can't be done, I usually want to do it. Good. Well, that's warriors. You know, that's the point. That's exactly what I was just going to say. You know, it's the life of a warrior. And, yeah. you know, pride keeps a lot of people stuck in that, you know, focus where they want that secured income. They don't want to just go and be obedient to God. Yeah. Wherever he calls. And, you know, a true warrior, wherever the Lord calls you, you're going to go. You're going to. And that sometimes is counting the cost. You don't know how much you're going to get. You don't yeah. know you're going to have all that you need to meet the monthly fees, Yeah. but you're devoted to one thing and that's obedience to God's will alone. Yeah. And that's the hardest calling that there is to walk. It is hard because, you know, you're like going, well, you know, do you want me to do this or not? And, and listen, like I said, it's the only chance I have to sacrifice something for God. <laughs> so I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to learn, you know, I'm a human being. I don't prefer it that way, but I think oftentimes God does it not so much to even to test us, even though maybe that's part of it as far as making sure that we're trusting. Uh, so he's building our faith, but I think maybe sometimes he does it that way simply to show that when this occurs, you'll know you didn't do anything. This was me. I want you to know I'm here. I provided this. I gave you the pillar of fire. I gave you the pillar of smoke. I gave you, you know, the, 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 the stones of remembrance. So when the next turtle comes, you can say, you know what? I've been there. It's okay. Uh, and suddenly the future seems as real and as tangible and as expectation of fulfillment as the past that actually accomplished those things. You live in the supernatural naturally, and it's a cool way to live. It's hard. And it's not fun, but it can have moments of ecstasy. Like this is, this is crazy. 
wow, this is what it looks like. All right, God, cool. Thank you. So anyways, again, I'm not here to, it's not a commercial for myself. I, I'm just trying to say that this is, this is what I'm doing. And, and God said, it's okay to ask my people to participate because that's how the body works. Some Absolutely. are, yeah, some are pastors, some are teachers, some are prophets, some are evangelists, uh, some are good at this, some are good at that. I can do what you can't do. I can do what I uh, just can't do. Uh, doesn't make it more important. It's simply my piece of the puzzle, but you can do things I can't do. You can help. Like I got this place I'm in right now, is, as you can see, is unfinished. Uh, people are going to volunteer to help me build it in for my podcast so that because it's just an empty space in my home. But they're going to volunteer to help do the labor. I didn't know that existed until I got into ministry. He said people will say, let me give you that because I so appreciate what you say to me. It helps me. I don't think what I say matters. Honestly, it's just me talking. I don't know what I'm doing. That's the beauty of it. It's just me doing what God has to do. He uses it in ways I can't even fathom. There's lots of people like you that have been out there saying, oh, I've been following you for years. I've really been impressed by this. This really inspired me. This helped me. This healed me. I don't know that's happening. I'm just a guy that made a video, left, moved on to the next thing, and, and yet it lives out there in the atmosphere. So God's using all of them all of us significantly oftentimes in ways that we can't even imagine probably better that we don't so we don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought but uh i'm no longer uh ashamed or 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 hesitant to say here's what i'm at and if you think it matters then help me out and if you don't it just will stop existing and i won't care because i did my part i was there it, nobody wanted to help. I guess either God wasn't anointing it or somebody chose to decide it wasn't important. And then that's between them and God. I'm responsible for me and I'm doing my part the best I can. And we'll see where it all ends up. But hopefully, guys, I couldn't even begin to speculate when based on your uh, leadership. I, let me say that again. Leadership. Uh, but I sure wish I could get into Canada uh, do churches, maybe try to show them they're, they're not alone. They're not crazy. What they're seeing is real and it is dangerous and it is deadly, but there's people that will fight with them. Uh, if we'll you want to get in, I want to get across the border right now. We can't even leave the country or anything. Is right that right? Now. Okay. Oh yeah. The borders are locked down have been since March of last mm -hmm. year. So right now in Canada, if I wanted to take a vacation, let's say, I go to a place where there's, you know, no mandates or anything like that. When you cross the border, first of all, you have to take the test, which is not good. Uh, but we, we kind of covered that a little bit yesterday. Um, but then you need to go into one of these isolation hotels mm. for two weeks mm. at your own expense of another two to $3,000. So, and, and by the way, they'll bring you one kind of like egg poached egg and a muffin and you'll live off that like it's worse than jail like <laughs> what they're doing so this is uh for just canada u.s border yeah yeah any border you, you come in internationally back to canada that is what they're enforcing now you can well, fight it and i would but yeah it's you know sometimes you got to pick your battles right yeah no i understand well anyways i i i hope that um 
I hope I was able to give you something that was helpful and maybe uh, uh, as an additional element to what you guys are trying to do uh, as a brother in arms. And, um, you know, God will use it or not. It's up to him. I'm just doing my best and and always hoping and praying that I do it in a way that's honorable, you know, and is listening to God, not myself. Well, we have a we have a well. So first of all, a lot of the audience is here because of Jesse. There's no doubt. And so we have a very awakened audience you might say um she's definitely really gifted in the spiritual i'm a little bit more politically leaning but you know i'm certainly you know gifted spiritually in some ways as well uh but we have a very devout loyal following by the way uh, 72 percent of our audience is the united states Uh, australia is our number two market believe it or not uh people in australia are really getting into the fight it's uh love those people down there uh, so listen, I, I'm going to end it here, but uh, Jesse, any final words before I uh, close us off? No, this was great. And, you know, I know uh, as you're talking about our team, our audience, we've got a lot of people who, you know, they keep the videos going, they keep things circulating on different platforms. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm looking forward to see what the Lord's going to do because, you know, he's, but I've seen him the past couple of weeks, he's putting all the frontliner warriors in the front line, you know. But with that comes the blessings, the joy, the, you know, he's going to supply and equip us with everything that we need. Mm, nice. yeah. And we do cover some of the worst stuff in the, in, on earth that's happening right now, Brad, but somehow Jesse and I are able to laugh through it because our faith is so strong in God, you know, uh, it's, it's, it really well, has been and a that's joy. A, and that's a testimony to others to show that, you know, you know, you don't have to teach somebody to be happy when they're happy you got to teach them how to be happy when they're sad you don't have to teach somebody to um, be at peace when they're peaceful you got to teach them how to be at peace when things are anarchy so that's what christianity is supposed to be able to demonstrate is that you can live a world that's so unnatural to the to the common man to the to the natural man especially based on circumstances that people can't ignore you it's like what are you what is that? Because I sure could use that. And that's kind of what our calling is. Of course, we fall short. But once in a while, we get glimmers of a moment of clarity where we do it right. And uh, it makes us feel good that we're trying to serve God. But hopefully it helps others and heals them along the way, because that's kind of our purpose it is. is to sacrifice so that others can get healed. Amen. Well, listen, I'll end with one last quick little good story, because I'll just pray you, you will experience the same things. But I love when people you know, touch base and let me know how my work has, you know, touched them or affected them. And, you know, my favorite fan is, she's actually a little six-year-old girl. (laughs) She will call me up. This little girl has a faith, I swear, is bigger than my own, but she'll call me up and be like, Miss Jessie, I have a word of encouragement from the Lord for you. And And I'm just like, God, where does this come from this is amazing you know she's a southerner no but where's she from <laughs> she's in the midwest yeah okay. it's great i mean yeah. it's those little sweetnesses in life and amen you know so my my final word is just anybody listening today you know if brad's touched your heart in some way by what he said or if he's encouraged you reach out let him know so thank you amen so his uh, his website is bradstein.com. I'm going to put the links there. His book is 
being a Christian without being an idiot. I'm looking forward to reading this. He goes under God's. It's also out. It's also out in audio version, just to let you know too. If people do audiobooks. Oh, wonderful! And Kindle as well. I saw that, as well. Um, So you know, go and support his YouTube channel as well. Get in contact. Uh, Go to his Patreon. I'm going to put the link in the description. It's going to be the first link under there. Um, and it's God's comic ministries. One of the things that Brad didn't say, so like, by the way, if you're go to his website, Brad, bradstein.com, there are tour dates. And if he comes to your city, go support him and bring people to support him. And also just have a really good time with them, but there are tour dates, but it's important that you support ministries like Jesse's and like Brad's because listen, Brad, you know, you might think it's a big glorious lifestyle being a comic and going from stage to stage. It's actually a hard life. And I'm not commenting, I don't know his status or anything like that, but now he's stepping into a little, a different form and he is gonna need your support. I just feel Amen. that he's going to need your support. Uh, I'm gonna do it, I hope For you sure. join me in <clears throat> So you've been listening to Right On Radio. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right On Radio. Right On Radio.